0: Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover-to-Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to Day 160 of Reading the Bible Cover-to-Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word. Help us glean the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in John chapter 3. The most popular verse is in our chapter today, John 3, 16, which says, For God so greatly loved and clearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. Yes, we are loved by God, my friend. He is our maker, our creator, and loves us so much more than we can comprehend. Let us give our whole heart to him. Verse 17 says, For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, reject, condemn, pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. And verse 18 says, He who believes in him, who clings to, trusts and relies on him, is not judged. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. For him there is no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. Well, as we read in the book of Revelation, let us return to these passages over and over and be assured we are deeply loved. God made a way for us to have the salvation Jesus came to offer us. Let us look at the next vision John has in Revelation chapter 11. First, he is given a measuring rod and told to measure the sanctuary of God, the altar, and count the people who worship there. We can see that God has always been a God of precision. We can also propose that there will be an altar for God in heaven always. He is asking John to measure it now in real time. He is instructed to not measure the outer court. The outer court is filled with people who worship false gods. They will not be counted as gods chosen in the book of life. The two witnesses in this chapter could be as little as two people, but can also be representative of the Jewish and Gentile nations, believers who will hold fast to their faith until the end. Some believe the two witnesses are Enoch and Elijah, who were both taken into heaven without dying here first on earth. Either way, there is a period of time, the reference here is 42 months or three and a half years, that the two will have power on earth. They will have the power to call for drought, turn water into blood, and call for plagues of all kinds while they are testifying on the Lord's behalf. One can only imagine that those who suffer this kind of agony would want them gone. Let us imagine that those who suffer are the ones who do not repent. Then the enemy comes to kill the two witnesses, leaving them dead for all to see. Verse 10 tells us those who are still on earth are thrilled they are gone because they brought so much trouble and torment to the earth. After three and a half days, they rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. This was followed by an earthquake and thousands of people died. The people who didn't die were awestruck and they glorified God. We read about the seventh angel blowing his trumpet and the world becoming part of the kingdom of God and of his son, where he will reign for eternity. The 24 elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin bowed down before him and worshipped him. The saints are rewarded. What a great time this will be. Let us praise him today for all he is and all he will be. Let's see what's happening in 2 Kings chapter 11. Yesterday, we read that King Ahaziah was killed by Jehu and his men. King Azahiah's mother was Athaliah, who had been married to King Jehoram. She happened to be the daughter of King Ahab and Jezebel, so she grew up under the worship of Baal. Upon the death of her son Ahaziah, she called for the whole royal family to be destroyed so she could reign. However, one of the sons, Joash, was secured and hidden for six years. After these six years were over, the high priest made a plan to bring him out of hiding, protect him, and crown him king. When Athaliah heard all the commotion, she went into the house of the Lord and saw Joash was crowned king. She was taken out of the temple and was killed. All the altars made for Baal were destroyed, and the people agreed they would serve the Lord. Joash was seven years old. Jehu was king of Israel, and Joash was king of Judah now. In chapter 12, we read that Joash did right in the sight of the Lord. He called for the repair of the Lord's house, and he was diligent in seeing that it was done. In fact, when Joash had reigned for 23 years, he saw the repairs were not being done, so he started managing them himself. Then we read about King Hazael, the king of Syria, waging war on other lands with the intent on waging war on Jerusalem. Joash gathered up all the gold and holy things his fathers had and sent them to Hazael. It appeased him so that he did not bring war against Judah. Let's see what wisdom Solomon has to share with us today in Proverbs chapter 10. This chapter reads much like separate words of wisdom in each verse. The righteous and wicked are compared with one another. These are some of the blessings reserved for the righteous. The Lord won't allow the righteous to famish. Blessings are upon the righteous. The righteous walk securely. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life. The earnings of the righteous leads to life. The tongues of the righteous are as choice silver. The lips of the righteous feed and guide many. The desires of the righteous shall be granted. The righteous have an everlasting foundation. The hope of the righteous is gladness. The consistently righteous shall never be moved. The mouths of the righteous bring forth skillful and godly wisdom. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. There are many benefits listed for the righteous. Let us pursue righteousness. The last thing I want to point out is in verse 12 and says, love covers all transgressions. We are called to love one another. Let us love one another and cover one another's transgressions. This is what Jesus demonstrated to us and what he calls us to. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that continues to teach us more about you, your love for us. Help us love others as you love. Where we are lacking, fill us with your love. Lord, help us also pursue righteousness. May we walk in your ways and be obedient to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.